0: Good afternoon. Welcome to the Fontenelle Final Bell on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Susan Littlefield. It's going to be one of those weird holiday trading weeks. Of course, markets will close as normal today that we saw, but they won't reopen until after the 4th of July holiday. So a lot of feels going on with this market. Is it going to continue to be a quiet type of trader? Folks just going to sit back and say, hey, I'm going to wait until the next week when it's a full trading week. We're going to get the details on that. We're going to talk about some follow, fall through buying that is both in the cattle and on the soybean side, crop ratings. How important are they going to? be from here on out we're going to get those details and a whole lot more as Kyle Bumstead joins us today with Alan Dale and you know we saw some mixed numbers happen on, on the cattle side of it Kyle to kind of kick off this trading today is there some fall through buying that you're seeing on this cattle market
1: well, that's right, Susan. First of all, thanks for having me back. It uh, looked like there was some follow-through buying here from the non-commercials here as we uh, started off the week here on Monday. We weren't quite able to uh, make an eclipse that uh, new life of contract higher new lifetime high here in August feeders that we made here on Friday. That was up there uh, just uh, north of 248. We got as high as 247.97 here today on a Monday, which is good. But it was an inside trading session, kind of some indecision here. And the indecision, I think, was coming here because uh, some of these non-commercials looked over here at the spreads now we did go off near the highs of the day here did make new highs here in the post but uh i have to respect the action of the spreads there were some bear spreading pretty actively going on throughout the uh, feeder complex here as the day uh, started and we uh we'll move through here the august lost ground to the october here by about 22 cents september lost the october by about a dime and the october lost november by about two cents so did see some active uh, spreading but when I look at it, uh, total complex as a whole here in the feeder cattle volume was rather light today. So I don't know how much I want to weigh in uh, as far as the uh, spread activity out there in those deferreds But getting up here into uh, life of contract highs, new contract highs here, new life of you know highs in this feeder cattle market makes me kind of you know a little bit nervous up here as far as who's going to be the next one to buy it. We did see on the uh, commitments of traders here that uh, the funds are carrying some uh, sizable length here in this feeder cattle market. Uh, of course, they could always add to it. And uh, the question is who's going to be left to buy it here after they've propped it up here, or pushed it up here this far. So that's the question I have. And, and I'm uh, kind of, you know, concerned here too. There's a, a roll here. The goldman roll starts here uh, next week. Here we've got the holiday this week, so that's going to push the roll back a, a day. It uh, starts a week from today on Monday here. So you're going to see them maybe getting out of that. Probably getting out of that August contract, moving to September. September. Uh, more than likely, they'll move to the October. They won't be in the September very long because uh, you know they're going to have to roll right out of that one into the uh, October here as we get another 30 days down the road. So um, a lot of preparation here. Also going into the fact that uh, this feeder cattle board that uh, not this week but next week we have a lot of big sales coming up here as I mentioned uh, last week when I was on your show. We have some big sales here in the sand hills. We also have some big video sales out there in the Western Plains that are going to maybe kind of be setting the tone here this calf market and uh, the board's kind of anticipating those sales to be pretty hot with uh, the price of corn being down here just a little bit and they're also really betting on these deferred live cattle prices to go up.
0: So we can assume that cash cattle trade and, and the aggressiveness that's going to happen is probably going to be on the quiet side as well, pushing towards end of week?
1: Yeah, I look for, uh, as far as we'll start back over the feeders here, I look for sales to be very quiet this week. A lot of be, a lot of it will be direct sales here. Uh, most of your bigger sales won't be until next week here because they got the holiday right in the middle of the week. But on the cash cattle side of things here, uh, show list was up about 9,600 head this week. That's really not surprising given the fact we ended last week on a little bit firmer note here as far as the northern cash cattle trade. So it, it doesn't surprise me here that the show list is up just a little bit. But what uh, I do, I am kind of looking at here is uh, we do have uh, contract cattle here that they can start picking from here today, but our uh, Ford contracted numbers are down about uh, I think they're down between 30 and 40% from last year. So we don't have near the contract cattle to pick through, but we got a few more cattle out here in the country that are open here that we can, that they've got on the show list here to start picking from. Now, um, like you said, probably going to be a little bit quieter here, but they will be buying for a full week of kill next week. A lot of plants are dark here today. Um, simply observing the holiday, they're dark today and tomorrow, so we've got a full week next week here. So I look for that cash trade if it's going to be stronger or, or really, uh, you know, come rocketing higher. It's going to be at the end of the week, I think, when the Packers are going to be forced to pay up if they are forced to pay up here this week. But you know, we really need to keep a look on it here. We're getting at the Fourth of July. We're starting to enter in. Uh, some of the old timers call it the Dog Days of Summer. So uh, that box beef market here is going to have to be watched here pretty close because that's what's been propping up this uh, cattle market here. You know, the cash, the cash box has been, uh, you know, really keeping the firm cash out there as far as uh, in the countryside.
0: So, what's your thoughts on how aggressive the hogs were for a Monday?
1: Yeah, the hogs, that was pretty aggressive here, but then I looked over and I saw the cutout of $5.60 here at noon. Uh, hogs, uh, hogs were about due for their rally. It was, it was time for hogs. Now, uh, they are, uh, bull spreading those hogs here. July's gaining the August, August gaining the October, August, October gaining on the December. So look like there's some commercial bull spreading going on there, but, uh, looking here at this August contract, we weren't quite able to finish. We we, we finished the day at that 94.32 area, which is kind of the old breakout point here. Uh, we had back here in the middle of, uh, June here around that uh, 94.70 and 94.80 area. So it looks to me like you to want to go back and check that breakout point. Now, uh, Wednesday is going to be the, you know, telltale. Is it going to take off from there? And that's going to be the buy point or is this going to, uh, you know, eventually work lower here? We've had, uh, six, seven days of higher closes here in this hog contract. It's probably due for a little bit of a setback here, maybe back down towards the bottom end of the range here on that 88.30 to 88.5 area. There's also some moving averages down there like the 20 day around that 88.90 area. So we could see some technical cell pressure come back in here and see if they support it down there at the bottom end of the range.
0: Well, we're looking at obviously the 4th of July coming at us tomorrow. Could we see or is there hopes that we'll see some good, you know, retail movement of proteins across that meat counter?
1: I think there is, but most of that buying's already been done. So we're going to be looking at uh, what is the uh, retailer, the end user, and the restaurant. What are they going to be looking at here? Place they're going to be there's probably going to be some quick shifts off and that could uh, you know have the boxes on a little bit of a roller coaster as far as, far as the uh, box beef and the pork cutouts. We could see you know back and forth here, trade here as those uh, retailers get their needs met here, is filling the coolers back up here, and uh, also need to kind of keep an eye on the weather as well too for that box. I mean, if it's you know sweltering heat like we're looking at here the next couple of days here. In the plains, if you start to see that weather emerge out on the coast, then you could see that demand pull back just a little bit because people don't want to stand outside and grill in that kind of
0: weather. All right. Well, more is coming up. Stick around, folks. We got more on the second half of the Fontenelle final bell up after this. You're listening to the Rural Radio Network.
1: Here's an update on what's going on at Fontenelle Hybrids. We're combining with the Channel brand and the other nine regional brands to create a new enhanced Channel seed brand. And we're excited to announce your local Fontenelle Hybrids dealer will be carrying select Channel products this fall for the 2024 growing season. That's an expanded product portfolio with the same grade service. Contact your local Fontenelle dealer for details. Read and follow pesticide label directions, grain marketing, and other stewardship practices.
0: Welcome back to the Fontenelle Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Susan Littlefield. Continuing our conversation this afternoon with Kyle Bumstead. Of course, Kyle with Alan Dale, And we look at the numbers. Uh, some decent rains uh, we saw last week, as you alluded to in the front half. Uh, there's still a the potential of some more rains this week. So some good news for these crops, especially when you look at the dry land side of it.
1: Well, that's right, Susan. I mean, here in central Nebraska... Um, we look really good as far as all of our crops are dryland crops now i know that the rains here in this particular area were spotty i was over west at the very very far western edge of the of the central corn belt here um over by taylor over the weekend they got 70 hundreds and you get back here uh west of erickson we had uh, 2.7 inches and, uh, you get a little bit further east. The totals were, uh, you know, we were all over the board. So it is helping here as far as the uh, dry land crops go. And that's going to help us here as far as uh, what we see down in Kansas. Uh, I did, I did, however, see a lot of hail damage here in, uh, southwestern Nebraska, south central Nebraska, northwest Kansas. Lots of uh, hail damage in those areas. So, um, time will tell you know how that really has an effect on the end here but uh after friday's report we did see a little bit more follow-through selling here as far as this corn market now we did go uh poke through that 490 and three-quarter low we made here in the month of may as far as that december contract is concerned and december corn in 2023 is somewhat um following what happened in 2013 now if we look back at the 2013 chart we did somewhat of the same here this time of the year uh the end of June first of July then uh, we did see a slight bounce back here uh, just north of $5 right around that 5 and a quarter to 535 area by the uh, July uh July WASI report only to turn around and have us down to, uh, to around 4:45 by the time the August WASD rolled around. So there is still some uh, downside potential here in this corn market, as well as a little bit of upside because we still have a few weather unknowns. Now I know a lot of people are going to be looking at the crop ratings this afternoon you know, they might be a little better, might be a little worse. Who knows? We'll know what the market's thinking here. Look at those forward spreads out there. The commercials look like there's a little bit of commercial buying here today, so there might be a little bit of, uh, you know, maybe a little bit of buying going on down here at these levels here on 490. We didn't really see much buying here last time we were down around 490. Maybe some end users woke up and said, yeah, maybe this is an area to get a little bit of coverage on, but I'm not looking for a lot of coverage yet just at this point. I think that uh, a lot of them are very comfortable here with our uh, export situation. is not very good right now, and allegedly our feed demand is supposed to be dropping off here with less cattle coming at us so there's two legs of the demand uh you know tripod that are going to be kicked out from underneath us here so that leaves our ethanol grind yet and so if we don't have the export we don't have the feed demand it's going to be tough to get these end users to come back in here and buy it
0: so how much influence or weight should i say is these weekly crop progress reports going to have now that we've seen some varying conditions out there
1: There's really no correlation between crop ratings and final yields, I guess. I mean, when you look at it, it's just a guess. It's just a guess. So you can say what you want, but the algos trade it. You know, the algos have their if-then statements plugged into their Excel sheets, and their Excel sheets feed into their trade system, and then their trade system trades it as it goes. But the one positive here, maybe negative, however you want to look at it, we don't have any markets tonight, and we don't have markets tomorrow on the 4th, and we don't have markets tomorrow night. The fourth of july night we don't have that so we have a good old-fashioned hard open on uh, wednesday at 8 30 in the morning for both grains and livestock so you know let this uh, let this digest a little bit see what happens here with these ratings maybe they trade it maybe they don't but like you said here in the uh preview um a lot of folks here are just you know they have position on they may have their hedges on they may have some of their end users or their needs covered and some people a lot of people are just simply out of the market this week because there's that holiday right smack dab in the middle of the week so They're watching their position. They're just not actively in the market this week. And I look for that to maybe, uh, you know, that'll change here next week. Once we get into a full week of trade, I think that there'll be some more volume out here next week.
0: What is your thoughts on on the follow through for these soybeans?
1: Follow through to the soybeans. It looks good. But the fact that we uh, got just shy of that $14 mark here in November here, we just we uh, ticked up there to 1391 and three quarters settled almost 40 cents off our highs here in that uh, bean contract looks like it could be somewhat blow off top in nature there was uh, there was cell pressure out there in the spreads today that Nove Nove soybean spread had a 20 cent change uh, change there it uh, we, we had a high of a and a half and a low of a and a half so it itself had a you know 33 34 cent range there as far as that spread you look at the Nove January it uh, widened out two cents so they're building a little bit of carry in the market here they're looking at this cooler wet weather coming in here saying okay the commercials are getting a little bit of coverage on here. They're doing some hedging themselves, the commercials. So I look for this, uh, bean market. If we can't hold these levels here, we could be back down to, you know, 1275, 1280 in, in quick fashion. We put it all on on Friday and Monday. We could take it all off by Friday. We've been, uh, this will be our sixth week on the bean rally. And if you remember last week, I had mentioned that we, uh, you know, corn had like six week rallies soybeans they started their rally the week after corn did back there around the 26th of may is when that rally started and we're on week six of the soybean rally for the summer so um i'm a firm believer in six-week rallies and corn finished it's up last week that was there were six weeks in there we had an opportunity to market we've had six weeks in here we've had an opportunity to market some soybeans so that's what i'm looking at there as far as the bean complex we could be on thin ice here for the rest of the week
0: all right best way for folks to get a hold of you
1: you can call me here at the office at 308-708-7340
0: And that's today's Fontenelle final bell being brought to you by Fontenelle Hybrids and all your local dealers. As a reminder, commodity futures options do involve a substantial risk of loss not suitable to all investors. And that's the Fontenelle final bell right here on the Rural Radio Network.